everyone, and welcome to a another episode in our Jurassic Park slash world coverage. Yes, we are on Jurassic Park 3, and you got me, Alan. And me, Disheveled Ellie. And you've got me, Zinger's going to need to do a lot of post-production uh, Sensor Beaksburg. <laughs> you got me phil the fastest decomposing corpse ever in the history of mankind rude oh you you're you know what pointing out the one jumping ahead am, am i too far ahead already you you are getting a little ahead of yourself sir but that's okay because i think this I, uh, movie does too I, I also went almost went with um it's me tia leone's constant screams <laughs> That, that would have worked, too. So, <laughs> lady and gentlemen, we are here to discuss the lowest of low points. Um, before recording, me, Ellie, and... Well, me, me, me and Ellie more so were discussing, is this the worst movie we've ever covered on Zygnus? I think it's in the running. The last time I was on was for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so I'm going to say no. This is not the this is not the low point. <laughs> um, I I beg to differ, and I have to I have to use my own imagination to make stuff in this movie make sense, which I will get to when we discuss. But there's something that we have not done in a while on these, and that is go over the plot. Now I could do it, or I could force our guests to do it. So Phil. Do you want to go over the plot of this gem of a movie? Uh, yeah, the plot is uh, if you take the greatest hits of Jurassic Park and The Lost World and you jam them together and then remove anything that connects them together <laughs> in a way that would make any kind of sense, uh, drop in uh, an ex machina ending and resurrect the dead main-ish character uh, who's magically on board a helicopter at the end. And, uh, then you have Jurassic Park 3. You have you have a nonsensical mess of dinosaur shit. Perfect. Awesome. And literal dinosaur shit at one point. And literal <laughs> dinosaur shit. Yes. yes. And, and not as great and majestic as the... That is one big pile of shit from the first one. By any right. Well, yes. That is a callback. No, it's missing the Ian Malcolm snark. Mm-hmm. But they talk about him in the movie, at least about his books. Which yes. one of the better parts to the movie? <laughs> what two people talking in a tanker <laughs> truck? Yes, just Mitch, just mentioning him <laughs> made it one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> I wish he and Malcolm were here. Oh <laughs> uh, God, we we all do. So, um, I think what you're trying to say, Phil, is this movie sounds like it was was written by um executives that just wanted to cash in on the Jurassic Park brand. I um I actually have a a prepared statement for this. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> and 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 that is this movie reminds me so much of the Simpsons episode where the Itchy and Scratchy show creates Poochie. And um <laughs> it is just taken over by executives who make him an amalgamation of things that they think their audience would think was cool. Um, and, and in this case, it is just things from the previous two movies. You have uh, a fence scene uh, full of supposed suspense. You have a kid who reads uh, college-level academic books about dinosaurs. Um, you have a majestic brachiosaurus shot. You have a vehicle in a tree. Uh, you have Grant bonding with the kids. You have Ellie Sadler just there as a callback. And you have a giant pile of dinosaur shit. Um, none of this adds up to anything of substance. And at the end of the day, you just want this movie to go back to its home planet and never be heard from again. <laughs> now, I'm double checking something because me and Berg have discussed something in the past. And he might know off the top of his head. What season does Poochie premiere in? Uh, season 8. Okay. Because it's my favorite season. Yeah, okay, so so me and Berg have had an ongoing discussion recently, and by that I mean this is the third time it's being discussed, and Phil, you're you're being brought into this off offhand. This is not scripted or anything. Uh we want to do a future episode of Zingness called Why Season Eight of the Simpsons is the best ep I mean is the best season and why Ooh. you're wrong for not thinking so. 
And you might have just un- inadvertently proven a point. Because I mean, Poochie's just a classic episode. I, I I'd have to look at season eight to see what else is in there, but oh, it's, it's in that it's in that pocket of golden seasons of of The Simpsons for sure. But but the problem is, it doesn't have the perfect character of Poochie walking around this entire movie right. for us to call to. Now, on that hey, note, where's Poochie? <laughs> um, what 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 was the the kid's name that was living at the Simpsons house? It just. Roy. 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 Yeah. 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 Hey, Mr. S. <laughs> Shut up, hey, Roy. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to start with, um, I don't want to start with favorite moments, because I don't think any of us might All have All I have thir- to say is, thank God I'm building Legos, because I don't give an F about the Simpsons. <laughs> and that is why Ellie would not be on that episode. Yes. Um, okay, Ellie, when was the first time you saw this movie? Please tell me it was earlier today. The first time? When was the first time you saw Jurassic Park 3? Oh, it was not earlier today, no. Okay, good. Yes. I I don't remember. <laughs> Is it blotted out of your memory? I, I've watched it in the past before. Okay, yeah. excellent. Um, I'm going to go with Ellie's <laughs> response of, I've seen it. I don't remember the first time. Yes. I don't know if it was in theater. I don't know if it was yeah, at home. I, I, don't know. I just know I've seen it in the past. Berg, what about you? I saw it at the movies. I saw it at the Stanton Mall where I saw Jurassic Park and the Lost World Jurassic Park 2. And I remember going to see, uh, I went with a bunch of friends and we were like super excited. And we got Chinese food and then we all got indigestion and that was more enjoyable than the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a false story. That all happened. We all got really bad indigestion from the Chinese food. I, and like, this is not as miserable as this movie. I don't doubt it. Phil? That's so crazy because I ate Thai food before I saw this movie in the theater. <laughs> uh, this movie came out. Um, I, I have a very specific memory of this movie, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this movie came out. My uh, my son Austin was maybe a year old. When is, when is this movie? Oh one. Yeah. Oh one. Yeah. 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 He was maybe a year old, and and Christy and I were going out. Is one of those you know new baby. You never get out, so we finally got out with friends. We went and ate Thai food, and we went to the Bell Tower 20 in Fort Myers, and we saw American Pie 2, <laughs> uh, another another real solid movie, but we didn't care because we were out. We left, and I said, I want to see Jurassic Park 3. I've seen the other two in theaters. I can't miss this one, and I don't know when I'm going to get out again. And we just theater hopped. We We stole this movie. We went in there. Uh, we watched Jurassic Park 3, and this movie keeps coming up in my life. This mo- I feel like <laughs> this movie is haunting me, and it is my karma for having stolen the theater experience of this movie. Um, right up to the point where Zanger assigned this movie to me, I feel like I'm paying my penance. I'm... I can ne- I can never be rid of this movie because of of the sin that I committed when I theater hopped. So you're telling me that much like a spinosaurus, this thing is haunting you <laughs> constantly. Yes, yes. And yes, I, it is somehow sneaking up behind me without me hearing it. Your neck. And... <laughs> so I I did not know. I just knew that I wanted to give Phil a bad movie because. Phil, you have been on a lot, and I was trying to look at the first time you've ever been on Zingness, and I couldn't pinpoint it. I think it's Empire Strikes I Back. I think it is Empire Strikes Back. The first, the first couple, uh, before you guys really got to know me, you treated me really well. And, and you let me talk about things like Umbrella Academy and Empire Strikes Back that we, I really like. We did. We did. We really did. And then we figured out your weakness. And You're much more fun when you hate something. And then it was, uh, yeah, it's all been downhill since. Hey, uh, depending on what we do next, you, you, you might get out on top on the, for the next one, but we will find out. I, I might actually let, let you pick first after torturing you for so many Oh, it's all times. good. I, like, hey, we did two towers last year, too. So I, I, I get a little back here and there. Which is Eric's most hated. So, I mean, he had to suffer through that. Think about what he went through. I don't hate the movie. Sure, I had a lot of complaints about the special effects, but I didn't hate the movie. Speaking of special effects, let's get into our top three favorite moments from this oh my movie. God. Um, we're just gonna do all three in a row for each person because I feel like that would be easier. So we will start with our guest, Phil. Top three moments, um, sir. Uh, 
uh, if you top have three moments, three. I, I I really stretch to get three. Uh, I have the pterodactyl cage, um, mm-hmm. the the dinosaur that went and picked that guy off the runway when he was trying to uh, get the plane to stop for him, and uh, the the end credits, the 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 moment I knew this movie was over. <laughs> I was tempted with the end credits as well. Um, Berg, you are up next, Ellie, and I will anchor. So, Berg, what about you? Did he steal any of yours? Do we all yeah, have the did. end credits? He, he, he did. The end credits was going to be was going to be one of them because I was like, "Thank God, this movie is over." Um, Running joke, exactly. And but it, but also like serious, but like ah, also but truth. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> the funniest uh, so, jokes have a bit a bit of truth in them. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so I liked the FBI warning because I rented <laughs> I rented it off of. <laughs> <laughs> I rented it off of Amazon, and they had the FBI warning, and I was like, "Really?" And then Phil, you even commented because I posted that picture on Twitter. Yes. On Twitter, and you were like, "What are you watching this on Laserdisc?" And I was like, so "That would have made it yeah. way more better than." And then the, so that shocked me that there was an FBI warning. I haven't seen one of those in forever, so a bit of nostalgia for you know better movies. Um, and then I like the talking raptor scene because it's so stupid that. Um, I can't help but laugh. It's okay. so, so stupid, and I hate it so much that I love it. I um, want to put a pin in that real quick, because Ellie, do you, do you have that on your list? No. Okay. Did anyone else notice that the raptor is sitting super odd? It's like hands are up on the chair in front of it, and it's like heads like almost turned completely around. I'm yeah. like, what? What? Why are the? What is like? Like if you look at the <laughs> like anatomy of it it doesn't make any sense because right. coach seats are so cramped and <laughs> it just doesn't have the leg room did anyone else pick up that that dream is spawned from him trying to get that bird to talk to talk to him <gasps> right <laughs> I, I i never got that until mm-hmm. this viewing of it i'm like oh that's why when he's talking to the bird trying to get it to say his name i go Oh my God! This is the reason we have that terrible moment on the plane, <laughs> Phil. I never thought of that until just now, and it makes perfect sense. Berg, continue with your list. Sorry to interrupt. All I right, just sorry, wanted to Eric. point no, out no, no, how no, no, that's that's fine. That's fine because I mean the only thing left was the the end credits. That was it. That 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 was it. Legitimately, I was like, thank God. Those are my three favorite parts. <laughs> Ellie, um, I like the music. The music's fun. The music's stolen from the other movie, so I don't know if that counts. Uh, well, it's still in this one, so <laughs> I'm just scene. I'm giving it to it. It's still <laughs> also not a moment in the movie either. <laughs> it was a it was a moment for the whole movie. Okay, good. It's just the soundtrack. I I like the soundtrack, um, because I was just so uh, I give it credit for just so jaw dropping. What the what when the Spinosaurus snaps T-Rex's neck. I'll get to that. I, I just was like, wait, what? And then I, re- I remember when I was watching it just a little bit ago, I, you know, went back like 10 seconds and watched it again because I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Because, you know, when you're watching it, you don't expect it. And you're like, wait, did, did they just snap his? Okay. So probably that one because it was just like, what the crap? And then I do like the image um, when they're like coming over the hill, and you can see the old abandoned um, engine, um, the facility. Yeah, just the, I just thought that was kind of cool looking. So yeah. Do Do you need to? Do you, are Are you ready to run after doing all those stretches? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> mm. All right, for me. Um, I guess all, 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 all these should be prefaced with, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the vending machine scene where oh, William yeah. H. Macy's character is counting out change. Yeah. And then the other guy that's with Grant. I don't know the guy's name. Is it Ben? Billy. 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 Ben's the dead body. Yeah, Ben's the decomposing corpse yes, in the ben tree. Is, ben is the, the skydiving skeleton. Awesome. Yeah. Um, where, where Billy just kicks in the thing and then takes a ton of stuff. And then William H. Macy, who, once again, was William H. Macy, like, hot during this time? Was he something? It's like, get him in the movie. Kids will love him. Yeah. 
He was in a lot of things around that time. Okay, William H Macy is a great actor, and he, he is. This is the the moment where everybody realized it and tried to make him like a movie star instead of a character actor. Mm-hmm. And he was just in so much garbage. Along, I mean, he was in some great stuff too, but just a lot of he he was cast all over the place. Yeah, I, I feel like like it was this movie and then just everything after that for a while, but. Him, him, then trying to kick in the other machine and not, just <laughs> yeah. just not being able to do it. So that was amusing to me. Uh, Alan explaining to um, Ellie Sattler's kid the difference between herbivores and carnivores, and the only reason that amuses me is because I have legitimately had the same discussion with our daughter Liara about her <laughs> toy dinosaurs, and I got the exact same response too, of whatever. Rawr. So. That was amusing to me, and when Alan talked to the group of people, and they all raised their hand, and he's like, okay, if you have a question about Jurassic Park, I'm not going to answer it, and I was not there for the incident in San Diego, and then, like, everybody put their hands down. Well, a couple. There was one person. There was, like, two. Yeah. Which which didn't even have interesting questions. So, yeah, those are my three favorite moments, and I've keep, kept hinting at there's, there's a logistical, like... Um, hula hoops and everything I need to jump through to make this movie make sense. But I will get that to that when we go to our favorite characters. So, Phil, you're up again. Who's your favorite character in this movie? Alan Grant. Just <laughs> it, it's a low bar. He doesn't do much, but he's he's the returning guy, and he's probably, I guess, the most interesting. Uh, character in this movie i don't know everybody's such a flat line but just for familiarity's sake i say alan grant all right berg yeah same same thing he's the the most quote-unquote interesting and i do not care about any of the other characters honestly i don't even care about alan grant in this movie not really but i yeah. care more about him because of right <laughs> because of the first movie um and that, that's it like i really could not care less about anyone else in this movie if that kid died if William H. Macy if T. Leone if any one of them had died I would not care and also this extends to the dinosaurs I did not like it like it wasn't even like oh I really like this dinosaur as a quote unquote character like in the past two movies you could even say those dinosaurs they were characters like they were not in this movie at all so there's an awkward moment coming up then (laughs) yes there will be I'm sure (laughs) Uh, Ellie favorite character um, Barney. Barney the dinosaur in the background during that one scene. I mean, that was a pretty that intense scene. That almost was my <laughs> Yeah, with the, uh, the toddler staring down Barney. It was pretty intense. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the Spinosaurus because its bloodlusted determination to kill these people gave it the best character arc in the movie. I mean... Also, this this is where my logistical hula, I mean, jumping through hoops comes in. The only reason that animal is hunting them down that badly the entire time is there's the spine because the spinosaurus is what runs out in front to grab that one guy on the runway, yeah. and then you see a blood splatter hit the wind windshield. It is my theory that that was that dinosaur's mate. And it got killed, so the Spinosaurus that's hunting them the whole time is out for revenge against them. That is my only logistical reason why that stupid animal is hunting them across an entire island. You just wrote a better movie. I did. did just that. Yeah, you like, did. You 100% did. Because you, 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 made jaw, you, and you made this Jaws the Revenge, which is a terrible movie, but I, still. I, I did. Better than what we got here. I yeah. did, and, and like I said, it's only my favorite character because I have my internal mythology to say that's why this dinosaur is doing that. Because if there's any other reason, it's dumb and played out because this thing hunts them for miles and miles for no other reason. Not for food. It kills a T-Rex and can eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why? Wh- yeah. what, would it just kill the T-Rex for fun? For sport? Also, there's another neck snapping scene. The raptors, for some reason, know how to break necks too. Well, that's 
That's right. They also know how to pretend like they're they're preserved in formaldehyde. Uh, yes, That's right. They, 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 underst- is. <laughs> they understood <laughs> what, those, what the lab was. <laughs> so, on that note, favorite death in the movie. All right, Phil, what was your favorite death in this movie? Because there actually isn't that many, to be honest. Uh, Tia Leone's character. Um, and I, I know what you're thinking, uh, that she did not die in this movie. Okay, uh, but going, if Phil? you've read my fan fiction <laughs> that picks up after this, you will know that she was haunted by her experience on, uh, on Site B. And she took her own life. Uh, <laughs> God, she was the most annoying character. And I really was hoping yep. that she would be uh, picked off when she was on that bullhorn. Everything. I just, I hated her through this whole movie. And I wish she was my favorite death. Um, but uh, since she didn't die, I am going to go with uh, the, the guy on the runway. That 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 was probably, like, they didn't even really... I don't think there are that many deaths in this movie, and the ones that happened weren't even interesting or fun kills like uh, Gennaro on the toilet or anything cool that happens in the other movie. It's just such a, I don't know, such a meh uh, death count even. There's four if I'm counting correctly. There's, well, okay, there's six. Two guys on the boat. um, Oh, yeah. Skeleton person. And then the three mercenaries all die. So, so half of them take place off screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they, we don't. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I guess if you want to count dinosaur deaths, the T Rex. And I got. I'm not putting that in deaths because I have a big, big problem. So we'll come with that. But we'll come back to that in a bit. And you're up for favorite death. Basically, take exactly what Phil just said, all of it. T. Leone, us wishing she was dead, <laughs> and then actually the guy on the runway. That's it. That is absolutely 100%. And I'd just like to add to that a little piece of my soul. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even like know what to for say. You, Eric. Like... <laughs> uh, all right, Ellie. Are you going to... forget that piece of my soul that died after the existence of this movie came in, came into being. <laughs> serious yeah i would say if i'd actually choose a serious answer it'd be the guy on the runway because it's the only death that's somewhat interesting right um, and then the fact that that they crash into the dinosaur the plane crashes and then everyone on the plane survived it was like come on come on no one none of you would have survived that, exactly much less all of you so yeah but it, it did make for a, a I mean, I guess they were trying to go for a shocking visual, but it was like, oh, cool, they hit the the, the, the guy got his blood on the plane. Oh, no. no, it was the dinosaur's blood, and that dinosaur died, remember? Internal logic, I mean, internal mythology here makes the movie make make more sense. I'm going with actual movie. I like your explanation much better, but in terms of you what liked, was You like that that guy was a human tick that was full of blood and just <laughs> yes. popped? He just popped his blood everywhere. <laughs> All right, Ellie, are you going with the human tick? For your favorite death? I'm going with the death of any composure that Ellie had in the previous <laughs> movie. Okay. Because she was a hot mess in this one. And we only saw her very briefly. I think all those scenes... Oh, for a second I, I thought you were referring to yourself in... As good as I... I... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Ellie just was uh, very disheveled. And um, definitely Ellie different. Sattler. Yes. Can you clarify that Sorry. for the listeners? Yes. And for us. <laughs> Ellie in the movie that we just kind of threw her in there just to be like, oh, look, it's Ellie. So, yeah. That's the same thing well, we do on had this. to have a State Department husband. And... <laughs> <laughs> CinemaSense brought that up. They're like, they, won't, they, they almost want them to be together, but they can't because they need, they need some deus ex machina for the very right. end. So. <laughs> oh, that's exactly that... what it is. Wow. Okay, so that's why the military shows up. Yes. Everything, everything oh my that god, happened, where and, were you at? I didn't know he was a State Department. I just thought Ellie just called the military or yeah, something. Yeah, she's got the Pentagon like on her, on her yeah. phone? I don't know. It makes there is, sense. There is no, no payoff in this movie that isn't set up at the dinner at Ellie Sadler's house. Everything takes place around that dinner table. Um, that is going to... That's all the Chekhov's 
whatever. Chekhov's talking <laughs> Chekhov's dinosaur. dinosaur. Uh, Chekhov's military <laughs> invasion that happens in 20 minutes. Seriously? Uh, it's it's all takes place. It's all set up there. That's all the, the seeds are dropped right there. So also I want to point out that Ellie Sattler caused an international incident by having U.S. military invade a it's foreign true. country, technically. Mm-hmm. Because it that that is Costa Rican property, I think. I don't know. I'm not going to look into the. I would love that. to see a dinosaur representative at the UN. Uh, <laughs> it, that should have been the the movie after the pro, or the uh, the epilogue to this. What is, a, is dinosaur a dinosaur walking at the up, UN going to yeah, Alan. <clears throat> I mean, my fellow people on this planet. <laughs> uh, my favorite death is the guys on the boat because I'm assuming they're. They're killed by like Jason Voorhees. Like, what kills them? Right, you can make the, you can make up anything you want. <sighs> because the argument I heard is it's the um, pter- pterodactyls or pterodactyls. You want to be a peasant about it, right? Um, oh. But they weren't out technically, or were they? I don't know. I also think it was the Spinosaurus because apparently it can just move throughout the island everywhere. Like the, it's it, the T-Rex from the Lost World that managed to kill everybody on the boat in, in tight quarters and on the yes. bridge. And, <laughs> Without destroying uh, anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was able to shrink itself down and, yeah, very, very flexible. Ah, but for, but for long-time <laughs> listeners of Zygnus will know that there was a cut scene that explained that there was raptors on the boat for Lost World. Not, not in this one. Dead silence after that. Perfect. I love it. Yes. More dead silence. <laughs> I just don't buy it. Yeah, I no no one should. Speaking of which, since we've made all the callbacks, what's your favorite callback in this movie? Because the movie's a callback, but what's your favorite one within the movie, Phil? I will say legitimately the the raptor uh, fossil that they're uncovering at the dig site is reminiscent of of the one in the the first movie when they do the the weird imaging thing um and and billy's explaining how to dust it off i'm i'm only calling that out uh because that that looked better than any actual moving dinosaur in this movie that was that was a cool uh movie prop that was a cool looking set piece that i i thought was uh as they're dusting it off i go that would make a really sweet coffee table to, to have in my uh in my room here but um yeah that's it that's the that's the best call everything in this movie is a very cheap wink and callback to better movies but that that one i thought at least legitimately looked good eric favorite callback in this movie um kind of what ellie was going off with with one of her favorite scenes being the soundtrack i would say the soundtrack because it's the john williams score which is john williams yeah absolutely beautiful and it is you know if there were i'm sure there were some new like background things but it's like it's the themes like the main themes we know of just using those um like when they come out on the river and you see the dinosaur standing there as terrible as it looked with the bad cgi you have the 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 music come in you have the theme come in and it's it's that theme is always going to be amazing so just their reuse of the music uh, I think was was a good callback. Ellie, what about you? Um, Are you gonna use the cheap shot and do the music too? Um, first off, I don't think it's a cheap shot because other people have already used it. Thank you very much. You've already used it. I know. Well, Eric used it. So, um, I'm gonna go back to the old abandoned research facility again. Mm. I liked when it kind of did the spanning, and you could see. The little cylinders with the embryos, the, yeah, the embryos and stuff, and it was kind of fun. All right, all right. yeah. Uh, my favorite callback was, uh, of course, Alan Grant during the class. I'm just gonna say classroom scene. I know it wasn't a classroom press con, whatever, where he talked about San Diego, just because it was funny because he he referenced the thing that he wasn't even a part of. I don't know. I just thought that that was funny to reference those events and everything as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So. All right. So now we've got favorite dinosaur in this movie. All right, Phil. Who's your favorite dinosaur? 
unlock your inner child for this one. I am going to go with the the pterodactyls or pterodons or whatever the whatever they're called. Uh, I I will be the first to say the visual effects of them do not hold up very well, but I I did think that they're that was a fun set piece in the middle of this mess, and it was a cool introduction of of flying dinosaurs that we should have seen probably two movies earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just I like it coming out of the fog. I like the little baby pterodactyls uh, when the the kid is running across the rocks. Um, it like i i'm tr- i try to forgive the the bad cgi in this movie because i don't know what it is about a studio that goes the further in a franchise they go the less money they dump into it so they the worse it looking looks. progressively worse yep. um but i i do i do like the pterodactyls in this movie all right fair enough eric favorite dinosaur in this Loser, movie it's a- that's also my answer. It, it, <laughs> I like how Phil and I have been having similar answers, but it's true. Um, I think we're grasping at the same straws. Eric. We, we, we really are. We really are because most of the dinosaurs are repeats from past movies and they look worse or yeah. they get like a little bit of screen time uh, with the exception being the Spinosaurus. And we still haven't gotten to why I hate that dinosaur so much. We're, we'll, um, we'll get there. Don't, don't worry. I'm we'll saving, there. But I'm, I'm I, saving I, I'm airing just, a grievances. Yeah, I'm just keep planting that seed. But yeah, I think that was a cool, like I am surprised they weren't in the past two movies. And I think they were alluded to being there. Like if you look at um, maybe some of the, like when, when Nedry's getting the um, embryos, I think maybe yeah. there's some there. And, oh, they're, wait, uh, they're I mean, in the, so, they're, they're in the end scene of Lost World where it shows them all like in a field and stuff. It shows a few of them flying, I think. Oh, does it? See, I, I don't think even so. remember that. <laughs> they're in the they're in the books as well. Yeah, yeah, I right. think they're in the the first book. They're in the there's first a, book. There's a scene right. in the birdcage, yeah. Yep. But they weren't heavily featured. And I no. feel like like they were very much like if they were there, like like I'm like I'm not even you know, they're not even coming to mind. But I do think they did add kind of that because that I think that is a stereotypical dinosaur people think of. You got your T Rex. Either a Triceratops or a Brachiosaurus, and then like a pterodactyl. Those are kind of oh, they're cool, yeah, of things. And yeah, and they're they're flying and they're really cool. So, um, and yeah, and while the the CGI on them did not age well, um, that was they they were a good addition to the the dinosaur uh, menagerie in the Jurassic Park franchise. Which I think in Jurassic World they they played a much bigger role in there, obviously, right, mm-hmm. or a much more prominent uh, role with all the stuff there. But we'll get to that when we do that movie. But oh, yeah, I, this is, for this movie, I would go with pterodactyls. As well. I can't wait for the guest that we have on for Ellie's opinion because it's it's going to be Chris Pratt, <laughs> just 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 favorite favorite character, Chris Pratt, favorite dinosaur, Chris Pratt, favorite callback, Chris Pratt, favorite death, me dying over Chris Pratt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Ellie, what was your favorite dinosaur in this movie? We're going to go four for four? Yeah. You're, you're going with pterodactyls? Oh, yeah, they're pretty fun. You going to elaborate or just have that kind of meh answer? I don't think I need to. Cool. Well, I will break <laughs> the, um, the the trend here and not have us go four for four because um, I like the addition of the Ceratosaurus for its walking up, looking at a pile of shit, and then walking off. The Darth Maul dinosaur looked cool. It should have had a much bigger role. I agree. It should have. There, it's the, those those dinosaurs are cool. They have the little horn. They're they're like a mini T Rex. They they would have been cool to have around. And we just get them for that one scene. Just 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 for him to be like, oh, piles of crap, huh? Uh, gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember that until you just pointed that out. But no, it, that is a cool looking dinosaur. Yeah. Well, I would Good say call. the Spinosaurus. But there's a reason I'm not going to say it. Berg might actually touch on it, but I have a I have a bone to pick with it. The only reason I said it was my favorite character is because of my internal, like I said, mythos of it's out for revenge for its dead mate. <laughs> Your head cannon makes it a much better character. It does. Um, Our dinosaur. So on that note, I I has this movie aged well. This is where my um, Spinosaurus hate will come in. Here, Berg. Do you want a moment, or do you want to wait till after how this movie has aged? Uh, we'll we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll right. we can we can we can get to that in a bit. All right, cool, Phil. How do you feel this movie has aged? I think I, I think this movie has aged fine. I don't think it was great 
back in the day and it it isn't great now i i don't think i don't think time has been bad to this movie i think this movie is bad to this movie um and and there's just uh i i think this this movie's biggest sin is that it's it's boring it's it it doesn't even take any chances and you can't like time isn't gonna knock that down the like this movie was just boring across the board uh, right off the bat so uh yeah aging has had no effect on on this movie is this was just a lackluster always all right um berg yeah i i think i think the movie aged perfectly in that it was shit back then 20 years ago <laughs> and it's still just as shitty today and time didn't make me go oh you know what i'm gonna so- soften my edges <laughs> maybe i was a little harsh on it when i saw it in the movies and i utterly despised it no it is just as bad today the cgi is i remember back then thinking the cgi was terrible it's obviously not gonna get better with age um the acting is still as bad i still hate all the characters pretty much um i still walked away thinking my god i'm so glad this movie is over uh just like i did 20 years ago the only other time i've seen the movie was at the movies it's not like like if i see it on tv i actively avoid it i've never like owned it until i rented it from amazon for three bucks or whatever um so yeah it was the exact same so in that regard it it aged pretty well it's it has not changed at all all right ellie i'm just gonna move on (laughs) wow um this movie for me has aged like a glass of milk left out on a no stop left out on the back porch on a hot summer day it's nice and chunky back in 2001 and we go to it now (laughs) and see what has become of it okay um no i actually phil phil did phil and berg both stole my thunder in the fact of i think you guys put it best this movie aged well because it already was terrible so, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but here's my point to the um, Spinosaurus. That hasn't even aged well because since then they've discovered a lot more stuff around the Spinosaurus. Namely that it kind of probably walked on all four legs. And it mainly ate fish and probably was not as aggressive as portrayed in this movie. And it's like t- the fin on its back went back to its tail because it used it to kind of swim through the water. It's like a crocodile with a sail on its back. It was like a sailboat croc. And this movie is like completely like, well, that's a completely inaccurate depiction of these creatures. I love how we're not talking about the raptors because they basically did nothing in this movie aside from have head feathers, which magically vanish in the next movie. So. Oh, well, that's their that's their thing with all of these movies. Like it, it, the dinosaurs do what they need to do in the first movie they make this big deal out of like don't move and the t-rex can't see you and then like in in the lost world don't they just throw that out the window when they need the t-rex to track track them down and then on this one they're back when they come face to face with the t-rex it's like freeze don't move it's almost (laughs) yeah it's 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 almost that actually is a kind of funny psych egg yeah but um like this movie is so fast and loose with what dinosaurs are and what their attributes are. It's almost like, like, oh, science thinks this now, so we're going to just change up the lore of this franchise. Or they just maybe, for plot reasons, need that to happen. So it's it's all fast and loose and inconsistent uh, across the board once they started making sequels with these. Yes. Also, um, this does, just for the people at home keeping track, this one takes place on the same island that the second movie took place on. So this is Site B. Yeah. Or Isla Sorna. Isla Nublar is the main island, which the yeah. next movie will take place on. Sorry, I just try to keep that in order because for some reason they never stumbled across the Spinosaurus in the events of Lost World. Huh. Weird. I know that there's something somewhere where it explains how, like, the two movies take place on completely different parts of the island from each other. 
I, I, I say that and I'm rolling my eyes actively. Also, on my final thought for how this movie didn't age well, both the CGI didn't look good and the, I mean, like, the actual, like, um, dinosaurs that they physically had looked awful, too. Like, yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park looked better than this. Mm-hmm. Even at its worst. So, on that note, Eric, the floor is yours for your... Um, D- 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 dissertation on Spinosaurus. <laughs> so I remember when this movie came out, they were really pushing the Spinosaurus. Like the logo even uses the Spinosaurus silhouette uh, thing, or it did uh, instead of the T-Rex. And they're really pushing it. They're really pushing it. And the thing is that the T-Rex has always been like, I always have felt like it's been like the dino star of, of the franchise. Like <laughs> it was such a big deal and such a big, um, aspect Sorry, of the first movie and the second movie uh and then the fact that in this movie the t-rex comes and this very stupid looking crocodile with a fin on his back which i always thought looked kind of dumb anyway the fact that he snaps the t-rex's neck in like no time at all early on in the movie and then we never see a t-rex again i just have always held that against the dinosaur not the filmmakers but the dinosaur i'm just like this is dumb i hate this dinosaur for this reason that should be the t-rex chasing them i know they wanted to try something new but i just never liked the spinosaurus i always thought they i think a combination of the way they designed him and then their use of cg it just it always looked so bad um and i just know how good the t-rex looked in past movies that i just have always 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 hated the spinosaurus in this movie even though he that's fair his wife was brutally killed on a runway. <laughs> See, like I said, that right there, that redeems that redeems the Spinosaurus if that is what ha- if that was to be what happened, that'd be amazing and I would totally have a a whole new love and appreciation. But since we know it's just this is our new dinosaur that we want to be the next T-Rex that never comes that still hasn't come back in the other two movies then I'm good. It came back as a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> so so your your hatred for the Spinosaurus is a lot like people who saw Halloween three and were like, where's Michael Myers? How come Michael Myers isn't in this? Why is <laughs> right. this something different all of a sudden? Like it, no, and that's totally justified because everybody hates yeah. Halloween three. Like it's, mm-hmm. and, and after that they abandoned it and went back to Michael Myers because it was so unpopular. I've never heard that voiced about Jurassic park three but it's totally justified. I, I I get it. Because killing off like the big bad right away, uh it's it is. I mean, again, I'm I'm calling it out again. It's Poochie. They they're yeah. trying to they're trying to make this thing, this character happen that nobody wants. Everybody wanted the T Rex again. Mm. And and then they, they do, they totally force it on us. So. And then, and, and, you know, and I see, and I almost feel like the opposite happens in Jurassic World. I mean, we won't touch on that too much because we're going to be watching it soon. But with the what's what was the new dinosaur in Jurassic World? The Indominus uh, Rex. Yeah, Indominus, that yeah. on the other hand was such a cool one because it played into the plot of you know people see dinosaurs now they know they're back and they're kind of boring. So let's create this new one that is a badass. And then at the end, you still have the T Rex and the and the Raptor teaming up to beat him. That I thought was a totally cool and awesome, and he put up a fight, and like that was almost the opposite of what they did with this. They yes, they they poochie they, they poochie slash Roy Simpson's uh, slash Halloween three uh, the the Spinosaurus in, and just it was he like he would have you know, come in with the sunglasses and the backwards <laughs> hat like Roy. That would have redeemed the whole damn thing. And then if they had done a what's um, up, Doctor G. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Spinosaurus. Uh. <laughs> if they had done a, uh, and then at the end, like he's about to attack, and then all of a sudden he's freezes and goes, I need to go now. My people need me. And <laughs> note the Spinosaurus died the on the way. The cell slides <laughs> up. Uh... <laughs> hey, so it turns out he was just a drawing the whole time. <laughs> Ellie, do you have an opinion yeah. you want to voice about the Spinosaurus? No. Great input as always. <laughs> you are almost as invaluable as Ellie Sattler in this episode. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm method acting right now. I'm method podcasting. 
Interesting. He's sending a Lego army in to uh, to, <laughs> to to save us from this movie. Oh, yes. yes. Um, Phil, do, do you have any thoughts before we get to our final two things? <laughs> no, I think I, I've I've ranted and railed against this this movie uh, uh, enough. Uh, the I, I've I've voiced enough complaints and yelled at you on Twitter in all the lead up to this. <laughs> oh man, it's to, been uh... so great. It's been the best thing ever because there was a conversation that didn't even involve you that I think you felt personally attacked by. Ah, uh... why is think... the dead silence after everything I say? I think that um, there's just so much disdain for me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. You're the Spinosaurus of this podcast. I am. Um, no, no, Phil. Can, pl- <laughs> sorry. Please continue. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not a a fan of this movie. I'm not a, I. The Jurassic Park franchise is, as a whole, it's a big, fun action franchise. But for me, everything after the first Jurassic Park is just it's like rocky like rocky one is is great and it's really about something and then everything else is just sequels after that that are are flatline and just sort of beating the same drum or trying to to various degrees of success so you know i i like the lost world fine i like the the reboot of jurassic fine uh this is this is definitely a a huge low point for the franchise though like I do. I do feel like this is the most paint by numbers, uh, from the dinosaurs to the acting to the thin script. You know that. Yeah, this movie just just falls apart, and I feel like that I've just done nothing but complain about this movie for, right? <laughs> in 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 a series of tweets uh, that have led me to just openly complaining about it here. Perfect. Um. So what you're saying is you do not feel this is a must-see, must-watch must movie. This movie adds nothing to the franchise. It takes nothing away. You can skip right over this and watch the next one. It's never referenced again, I don't think. Um, the only to reference to it is the Spinosaur skeleton just being there. But that could just be a Spinosaur skeleton. Could, I mean, yeah, that mm. could be... Uh, anything? I actually, I don't think I've seen the. No, I did. I saw the. I saw the last Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, uh, and... and that that one I didn't. I I for I don't even remember it. But um... it's really bad. It's also really bad, but for many different reasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I remember it being like almost overly complicated to the yes. point where it didn't make any sense. But um, yeah, this one. This is just a lazy, a lazy movie that. Like I said, they don't they don't even try really. Like it's just it's just a flat line and for that reason it doesn't it doesn't bring anything new. I could see it if it at least introduced something interesting into the franchise that they carried forward. But it it didn't even do that. Alright, Eric, do you feel this is a must watch movie? Uh it, no, not at all. Um I definitely think just um it's it's not good. This was a hey, we know we've had a really good successful first movie, a pretty good successful not as not as good but still very successful second movie. Let's just make a third one because we know that no matter how good or bad it is, people are going to go see it and they did. And I mean, I've never met one person in all in the past 20 years who said, "You know what? I really like Jurassic Park 3." Or it's my I, favorite of the series. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, oh, it's, I tolerate. I never even heard someone say, I tolerate Jurassic Park 3. It is just utter disdain. It is crap. It is just a waste of the talent and the people there. It is a waste of anyone's time to see it. Um, and, um, and oh, yeah. And I want to bring up one more little just nitpick. And by nitpick, I mean a really stupid thing. Uh, we were talking earlier about how the, the raptors this this is the one thing that i think the raptors proved and it's that they can be the smartest and dumbest things ever um because you know they're sitting there you know snapping necks and pretending they're in formaldehyde and stuff like that (laughs) yet 
Alan Grant completely pulls out that stupid the the vocal cord. Thing. Oh, the kazoo. Yeah, the the three D printed kazoo. <laughs> yes, the three D pr- printed vocal bo- uh, box kazoo that doesn't sound that much like them, and that noise is coming from you know these things that have like impeccable hearing and sight and smell and taste. The sound is coming right from them, and I've heard the argument made that oh, well, they weren't running away because of the the sound. It was because of the helicopters from the military coming in. But still, no matter what, like it was just stupid all around. They hate. I forgot. I forgot about that whole thing completely. And I'm like, this thing is dumb and it's stupid. And it just made me. That's just he knows word. the raptor language because he like yes. blows at it. And then William H Macy go Macy goes, no, no, call for help. And he's like, oh yeah. Yes. Like it's like what? He does that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what the hell is going on here? So, yeah. He, so, he yeah, pulls so... out his human to raptor translation book. And <laughs> Eat up, Martha. Oh. This thing's junk. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, that's just, that was, I had, I wanted to get that in there in case there wasn't any more room. But that's just one more thing that is to, to add to my argument of you don't have to see this. Maybe, maybe the, the third Jurassic World will make callbacks to it but i doubt it all right ellie do you feel this is a must-watch movie no and that's the end of your statement okay cool um i feel like this movie was one of those that could have been straight to dvd or straight to video and it would have gotten the same reception i mean honestly it it, it, it feels like something like a new sci-fi, you know, original from sci-fi. Like, it feels within the same vein as that. It's like just, an Asylum uh, Films version of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I don't feel this is a must-watch. Like I said, nothing's referenced. Nothing's gained or lost from this movie except for your time. So, I mean, we haven't seen a Spinosaurus since, and the raptors magically look like they do in the original Jurassic Park in the next movie. The, you know, the good old T-Rex is back. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just somebody wanted, um, oh, what, what's his name? Sam Neill wanted a paycheck and they were like, we'll get you one. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, on that note, um, a few announcements real quick. Ellie, would you like to present the the class with um, some rumors you have heard? Because they actually do pertain to our guest, technically. So super local news, by the way. Yes. So this is still rumors, of course, mm-hmm. not confirmed. Um, but there are hard rumors that within the next year we will be getting not only an Alamo but a Publix. So, Phil, would you like to explain how amazing Publix is? Because I know I've ranted about it, but you have access to them all the time. Publix, best fried chicken you can get right there in their deli. It's, uh, yeah, I go, uh, Publix is my grocery store. They're, uh, super solid. Great, uh, clean, easy to shop stores. Uh, ours all have good staff. And the best part, you can weigh yourself on the way out of the store. They have a big grain scale right in the uh, <laughs> in the front of the store. And if you don't stop and weigh yourself on the way out, security guards will tackle you, drag you back there, and put you on that scale. Uh, it is like in the Florida bylaws. I step on that scale every time. Uh, uh, no, a great store. I'm, that's cool that you're getting them. Um, you're... I have heard that pub subs are amazing. I've heard getting pub subs, chicken... yep. I... I've heard chicken tender pub sub from a lot of people, but Phil, what's your go-to pub sub? Uh, I'm I'm less of a sub guy, and I'll get like rotisserie chicken, or Ooh. I'll just get like boar's head meat from Ooh. the deli and go home and and make my own. They they legitimately have uh, just great uh, a great deli section. Um, seafood meat. I I don't know. I if if you get a Publix in your town. That should be your go-to grocery store. I'm not paid by Publix. I'm just seriously <laughs> like, like they are a uh, top-notch regional chain. They are. I know uh, that that uh, I've heard lots about them in the past. And actually, I was just uh, just down in Richmond, with, you know, Virginia's capital, yesterday, and I drove by a Publix, and I was like, Do I have time to stop by? I, like, I wasn't hungry at all. I like just eaten. I was like, I kind of want to stop by and still get a pub sub anyway. But I I did not. 
so that is that is news. And then Alamo Draft House, that's crazy as well. Uh, this is. The oh, I would love to get an Alamo it. down here. Yeah. Yeah, we have one an hour north of us and one an hour east of us, but we don't have one here. And this is like our our city would be like the perfect place to have one. Like it it would fit here so well. And I'm like, why do we have to go like Charlottesville, which is the one east of us? I get because Charlottesville gets everything. They're like a big city in the size of a city the size of Harrisonburg. Like they get if there is some store, I'm like, I wonder if there's one around here. Charlottesville usually has it. <laughs> Why Winchester has one? I don't know. Winchester is smaller than us. I don't know if it's the proxy one hour closer proximity to DC. It's, it's the know, DC they, connection. Yeah, that's what I. It's got to be because that is just like yeah. they seem to get a lot of stuff, and I'm like, I don't get why Winchester has all the stuff. So. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear. I hope these are more than rumors, both of them. Um, that would make me very excited. Uh, if you could just throw a Trader Joe's in there. I would be like in heaven. I would totally be like, I actually like Harrisonburg a lot. So undo the college students and all that stuff, but we'll see. So I want to just throw in there. If ever, if anybody thinks it's super weird that I, I'm ranting about Publix so much, I, I, my analogy is what Publix is to Florida is what Dunkin' Donuts is to Boston. It is like a, <laughs> it is like a a, a rite of passage. It's yeah. it's it, it, exactly it, exactly. It's sort of like oh yeah, this is this is our grocery chain, and uh, and they've lived up to that. So yeah, uh, and uh, I I can't say it enough. Get some fried chicken out of there. Oh God, it's so good. I've I've never had the fried chicken, but Berg, I can one hundred percent guarantee you the person you've heard about ranting about pub subs is me. It's always <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you are definitely like I listen to some podcasts where like people are from Florida or near Publix and they always go on about yeah. it, but I have actually heard you Zinger specifically talk about pub subs before. Yeah, I have. I, and I, I've been on vacation with him where we'll drive out of the way so he can get a pub <laughs> sub for lunch. Yes, I, I yes. have to go on vacation in Florida because it's never out of the way. They are <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like Starbucks where there's one across the street from another one. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever I'm going, there is a Publix on the way. So it's it's that cool. <laughs> Ellie, it's never out of the way. There's plenty of them around where we're at normally. But Eric, I'm ashamed of you because if that had been us driving out of Richmond, <laughs> I would have been like, pull over. Yeah. And Ellie would have been like, you just ate. Don't care. Pops up. We're eating again. <laughs> and, and, and I know, like, and if it had been you and me, we would have totally stopped and got oh, one. Yeah. I oh, yeah. uh, I was, I, I had a two-hour drive ahead of me, and my car's AC is kind of on the fritz. So I was like, I want to get home and out of the heat as fast as possible. Well, you know what would have helped you with that? Man. You know what would have helped you with that heat issue and everything? A good old meatball pub sub. <laughs> I'm sitting there dripping sweat, and I take a bite and- just like steaming and i'm like sweating even more and it's like spilling all over me and i've got like sweat stains all over i think this marinara has turned they? already Ugh. i feel like this episode has turned into one of our patreon um food episodes that you guys do it happens it, it says the public's deli is more interesting than this movie was. <laughs> i was gonna say i'm actually having a lot of fun this, this is more fun than, than watching that movie oh uh, all right well we just wanted to make those announcements announcements real quick because I, I heard this stuff and um also Berg um do you want to point out do you want me or do you know that Charlottesville does not have a public so they are, don't I don't believe I, I Ellie do they, they have did. a Publix I think they do they what I was gonna say I'm pretty sure they have one in hold on I'm looking it up I was about to say if if I am less than an hour from pub subs and you have been keeping this information from me it's going to be an issue. So while Ellie is actively looking at it, Phil, where can people find more from you? Uh, you can find me at philrude.com. And from there, you can get all my social media handles and all the episodes for my podcast, uh, the picture show with Austin and Phil Rude. That's the movie show I do with my son, Austin. Who has also been on Zang This? Mm-hmm. Uh, check the episode about the Meg. Yes. To uh, to listen to me and Austin uh, complain in a very similar vein uh, about that movie. But this one was worse. Uh, marginally, yeah. Okay, good. Um, did Austin watch this with you? He did not. I I think I watched this while he was at work this week. Okay, um, I was I was going to see what his opinion was, but 
I'm pretty sure he's seen it. Uh, but but I'm not I'm yeah, I'm sure he's seen all of the Jurassic Park movies. But I mean I mean that's just the point is yeah, he's or talked about it cuz there's just there's nothing to talk about in this movie. There's nothing interesting that we would have a discussion about, you know what I mean? I I 100% agree. Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Backlogberg, at Ericberg, and not on Isla Sorna. Perfect. Ellie? Um, so we are safe. There is not one in Charlottesville. The closest is Fredericksburg. Oh. Hmm. You know yeah. what I was thinking of was Wawa. They have a Wawa in Charlottesville. Weird. Oh, oh we get Wawas down here, too. We, we have sheets, yeah. and it's like a big yeah, argument. Say we get a lot of sheets. But seems to be coming down to uh, around, in and around. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a. I, we 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 are vaguely getting close to a Patreon discussion with all this food talk <laughs> and random um, store talk. But on that note, we do have some Patreon announcements to make. Um, due to the success of Zing Wars, the sub podcast within the podcast of Zingness, where we focus on Star Wars. Uh, we will be embarking on discussing the Clone Wars series from 2003, so the 2D animated one, which is... Ooh, the good one. Yes, 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 which is my favorite. Um, as a gift to the Patreons, I will be doing a commentary of me watching it. So I will be doing an active commentary of my thoughts while I watch both Volume 1 and Volume 2, so you could technically... Play that along while you watch, or just listen to me rant about Star Wars stuff, because that's probably what it's going to be. But that will be on Patreon very soon as part of our promotion of the Zing Wars content, and that episode will be out next next week. Because we don't have one this Monday; it'll be next Monday. Yes. So right. The yeah. So yeah. So so check it out on Monday. We'll be having that discussion. That will be, of course, two part. We'll be doing Volume One. Um. For Zing Wars, and then Volume 2 will be two weeks after that. So definitely check that out. There's also probably going to be a discussion with me and Eric at some point on there about some food-related thing. So check that <laughs> out. Or convenience store-related thing. We might have the argument about Wawa versus Sheets, because apparently that's a thing. Even though I think we both end up on the side of Sheets. Um, yeah. uh, oh, wait. Ellie? Ellie might be in there then. Well, no, because when we used to live down near... Um... Norfolk. <laughs> um, they had a lot of. Wa- I like Wawas. They're pretty good. Save it for the Patreon. Oh, okay. Um, you can of course find that on <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/Zingness. You can also, of course, find Zingness on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So check us out on there. I'm sure we'll be posting some cool artwork from a certain guest uh, soon. Excited soon. for that. Soon, yes, very, very, very excited for that. We are all very happy with that. But I, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm slowly making progress. I've, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get there soon. Hopefully, within the next uh, couple weeks, I'll have that all wrapped up for you guys. Also, I, I enjoy the fact that Phil assumed we were talking about him because we were. I, I well, <laughs> I, whether you were or weren't, I do have your <laughs> your assignment on my desk. Um, I, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, We'll be back, of course, next week with another nerdy topic. And as always, Alan. Alan. You got to do it, Ellie. Why do I have to do it? Everyone else did. Do it.